Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Hi, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss <laughs> movies for teens. I messed that up. It's okay. No, it's good. It's good. This week, bring it on. Bring it on. But first, Jane had a question for me at the top of the show. Okay. I'm a big fan of makeup, and I've watched many YouTube videos about makeup. It's something I've never understood is eyebrow products, when the girls, they put on like an <laughs> eyebrow wax, they're like, this stuff holds my brows in place all day. And I didn't <laughs> know, I didn't understand what that meant. And so Issa was like, I tried this new brow product. I really like it. And I was like, okay, here's the thing. My eyebrow hairs, they don't go anywhere. So when you say they keep my brows in place all day, like, what does that mean? No, this is what you were, specifically you were like, okay, I have a question. I was like, okay. And you were like, my eyebrow hairs... They don't move. <laughs> they don't. Um, if there are any like tweens watching this and secretly have the same question as, as Jane, it's because people comb their eyebrows to stand up and they want them to stand up and look um, fierce, I guess. <laughs> they yeah, say they like fluffy fierce. or like, right? They say like, I like them to look fluffy. I think that this is something, because I'm not like an eyebrow noticer, but I'm going to try to notice... At the beginning of the night, I'm going to do my eyebrows because I use the boy brow from Glossier and I'm going to check at the end of the night and see if they've moved. Moved where? Because I'm going to, I do, I sort of do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But I never even thought about it because it's like, I don't know. I guess um, I didn't care. Jane, I did have a fun story related to the making of a teen show. Um, I went to my cousin's birthday last night. Uh, happy birthday, Karen. And, um... Her husband, as well as one other party guest there, had worked on the show Gossip Girl together. So cool. Very cool. Also, they had a funny story about how, um, so like Karen and this, her husband were already dating when they were, when he was working on Gossip Girl and like the, the party guest I was talking to was like, yeah, it, I always thought Ben was this like stud because he would like be on set and we would be working and then like. Karen would like come up to him and like talk to him about like our job and stuff like that and then like but also be like super flirty and like obviously like him and then I only found out later that like they were already dating but like he thought that (laughs) he was like wow he really like locked that chick down like got it she's really into him yeah she was being professional so she wasn't like telling everyone wait so they're on set do they like meet the actors yes um (gasps) there were some stories shared um for example also i didn't remember that blake lively used to date leo leo dicaprio dicaprio i forgot (laughs) um um forgot that don't remember anyone don't remember her associated with any man except for ryan reynolds um and we were talking about that and apparently she used to like be on the phone with him and like keep everyone waiting oh my god what a bitch um she used to okay it literally just hit me that they worked on the old gossip girl not the new new gossip girl that's so cool yeah. so she used to date Penn badgley oh that too okay for a while yeah. during their uh yeah acting togetherness 
Yeah, they were talking about how they tried to watch the new Gossip Girl while really drunk one night and they had to turn it off like the like midway through episode one, which, by the way, it's coming back. I saw I a trailer seeing, like, for stuff. it. Yeah. And they're really pushing the like threesome. Like they're definitely taking. Wait, really? In the trailer? Yeah, they're t- the thruple. They're taking uh, cues from Elite, I believe. Because there's a thruple in Elite. Elite. Yes. Oh, speaking of Elite, I do have a funny <laughs> thing to share, which is that um, my cousin's, my other cousin's husband is a Spanish man, Danny. And one time when we were hanging out for Thanksgiving and I don't remember why, but Denise like had a picture of his high school ID photo on her phone and she was just like showing it to everyone. And so uh, this like attractive Spanish man, um, I was like, oh, can I see? And I looked at it and I was like, oh, my gosh, you look like you were in Elite. And he just like looked at me like really confused. Like what an insane thing. Because like think of it this way. Like you (laughs) think about like you being in another country. Right. And then like you show people what you look like as like a teen. And they're like, wow, you look like you could be on the OC. (laughs) Get more girls or something. Does he know what Elite is? I think she had to, like, be like, oh, remember this, like, show that I use? She watches it, but he doesn't. Because you're like, really oh. just saying, like, you were smoking hot. You were an absolute babe. I think what I was trying to say, too, is that he looks very, like, he, like, it looks very, like, there was a dress code. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> he went, like, he had to go to a school where he had to comb his hair and Got stuff, it. stuff like that. But he, he, is, he was a hot teen. I will say that about my nice. cousin-in-law. Nice. Good job, Denise. Not everyone can relate, you know? <laughs> uh jane are you excited for the movie today i am i yeah i've already expressed my feelings about this movie and we picked it for our last episode for a reason it's iconic yeah we have a lot of feelings about it um i also wanted to ask if you like what for you like so i actually didn't i actually didn't watch this as a teen um i watched it a little later on maybe like late college um and so i wanted to ask you how did you discover this movie and like where did it like enter your life and like go from there i i think childhood because it came out yeah it came out in 2000 and i remember watching it as a kid i don't know how i would have gotten my hands on it of course i do have an older sister but for some reason this is tied up in my like summer camp friends so maybe at summer camp or something or summer camp friends and so it's been with me for since its existence, 22 oh, years. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, the other thing I want to say that I'm embarrassed to say is that I watched some of the sequels before I watched the original. Because that is they embarrassing. Were, they were like straight to TV. Oh, yeah. At the right age for me to like find them. And then also I think because this this one has a little more... I would say like the sequels are a little more PG thirteen than this one. Do you agree? Oh yeah. And also the sequels, from what I understand, are a little bit less tongue in cheek. Like they're a little bit more earnest. Whereas yeah, this they're one just is, like, like normal. Yeah. And I think this one, like they we can talk a lot about there's an there's an MTV article called Bring It On a Complete Oral History that I really, really love. Um it's by Case Wickman and it talks about the conception behind what they were trying to do and like all the different people getting involved but um they like definitely wanted the jokes to be they wanted the jokes to be kind of like both inside jokes to like cheerleaders but also like 
having people see like what is intense and like funny about like the cheer world and they're very like adult in that way just because they're like someone obviously took care into writing them versus like bring it on three with Hayden Panettiere um there's like the infamous uh crunking scene yes <laughs> where where the, like her love interest guy like dances up on her that is very silly and um you're like are they serious I think, I think that I think actor her her acting partner in that scene he tweets about that and like people tweet it, it tweet that scene at him all the time and he's like can you please stop i did not like doing <laughs> this but like yeah i i unfortunately watched that a little more when i was like 14 or something and like found it very funny and also remember the cheered remembered the cheers from that better and then i found this a little more like in college and was like holy shit like this is the genesis of like everything and what does your husband think about all this? Yeah, so I, okay, yeah, you may have spent a long time with this movie, but I have the lived experience of being married to a former cheerleader. Um, He also really likes this movie. He thinks it's funny. And something really great about this movie is that they use, like, real cheer teams for, like, the ending scenes and, like, some of the stunts. And they're, like, legit, like, good. And, like, every time they go to a competition you can tell that they're just like having other like schools cheer teams like be the teams in the background and so like even like this time around he's watched it like three or three times or so even this time around like he couldn't help but like watch those scenes um and he said like when he was on the cheer team like everyone would just like talk about this movie because like everyone had watched it um what is your relationship with cheerleaders at your school? None. Uh, they were like in their own group. I always viewed the cheerleaders in my school particularly as either there was a few people that like actually did cheer outside of school, um, but they were kind of like the wannabe popular girls. Like there was the popular girls and they were all drinking and like playing soccer as we've talked about hot soccer girls. And then the cheerleader clique who sort of saw themselves as maybe popular, but I don't know. I saw them as like a little pathetic. But I've always liked cheer and stunts and dancing. And so for the few times that I was like at a pep rally or something, I would always be very invested in their performance and I'd always be very nervous for them and like excited for them to do a good job. Yeah, honestly, like as a person who like did gymnastics when I was a kid, I'm like kind of sad that I didn't get to try cheer because um, back when we were in college, like Nate tried to teach me a few of the stunts and like stand up on his shoulders and stuff like that. And I found it to be really fun. But also now people are really, really, um, into, um, what am I thinking of? Acro? Acro yoga? Oh God. That's where you, not like, true. you like on each other. Not a and lot that's of people like, are into that. That's like freaks. a whole different, well, I was, I was going to say it's like a whole different like personality and like yeah. fringe like group that like, thankfully I'm not like that. <laughs> because like i feel like if i had maybe done like cheer and like there's like kids that like have done like circus as like a child oh and God. like they become like acro people <laughs> okay honestly it is really cool i would like to watch that too but the type of person also my sister was a cheerleader and um oh. because she was a missy she did gymnastics for like her entire childhood and then she did cheer in uh high school and college yeah i feel like also the thing about cheer is that it's not apparent unless you, like, look into the school, like, if your school has just, like, a cheer team that dances versus a cheer team that does dance, right? Like, so it's kind of just, like, 
if you're lucky enough to grow up in a school like that. But I wanted to ask, have you ever like tried out for anything like the cheer team? No, I did gymnastics when I was five or whatever. And as with all the stuff I tried as a child, I quit. And then I just never did. I mean, I did like some pole classes, but I tr- I have never done anything <gasps> graceful unless Wait, you count I didn't theater know done- as graceful. It it does count. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that you had tried pole. It is so painful. It's really fun, but it you just get so banged up. Like you you get bruises all over your body, and I'm really inflexible, which I feel like is a basic tenant of pole. But yeah, it's totally fun. Wait, why do you um? Why do you get bruises? Because you like fall on the ground, and then you bang your knee on the pole when you spin around. Wow. Do you what do you wear? You just have to wear clothing that like reveals your legs because you need to be able to stick, kind of like stick to the pole. So like shorts. Oh, wow. I can't believe we've never talked about this. Okay. I was going to talk about how um, when we were in like, I want to say seventh grade, sixth grade, there were like tryouts for the junior cheer squad and something kind of interesting about it or how it played out at my school was that kind of at that age, we weren't yet, there wasn't yet the idea necessarily that some people were going to be cheerleaders and some weren't. And so, like, a huge, huge percentage of people tried out being like, oh, yeah, I could do that, which is really cute. And so, like, it was kind of this, like, fun shared experience for, like, a pretty, like, over half of, like, my, like, homeroom class. And um, I, of course, like, did one of the rounds and was like, no, I can't learn this dance fast enough and like dropped out and like left the audition. No. But like most, which most of us did, like after sort of the like, there's like the beginner, like weeder out thing. And then most of us are like, ha ha, we'll just go home. But like one of my best friends growing up, like Erica, like she made it all the way through the different phases and like became like part of the cheer. This is more just like a dancing team. And like that just like changed the people that she maybe interacted with like throughout the rest of like middle school and high school which is interesting wow but it's funny that like at that age it was kind of like yeah it could be any of us but it wasn't it was <laughs> only also, the select few like Erica. and also like so many of us like grew up learning dances from music videos i think that we were all like yeah i could learn a dance and then like <laughs> without you know but but when you're actually like in a dance class format, that's not so true. How um, old were you again when you first tried out? Um, I want to say like sixth grade, seventh grade, so maybe like twelve. Okay, yeah, that yeah. that's when you know. <laughs> that's when you will will know if you are a uh, what am I trying to say? A swan or uh, a frog? Goose. Okay. Okay, um, my other question uh, about this was, did you have any male cheerleaders at your high school? We had two male cheerleaders, and they fully went on as like a sort of a bit towards the end of my high school career, or maybe I was like a junior. I don't remember. And like, they would be the stars. The reason why I didn't like this is maybe they were doing it earnestly. Whatever their reason for doing it was, they got so much attention, and they had to become kind of the focal point of this sport which 
is primarily women and which is like yeah. maligned. So they would always be kind of like at the at the end, they would be in the center doing like a big pose and it'd be like, ha ha ha. And it was like, they were so great. So I kind of was like down on them. Also, one of them, I think, is a sexual predator. <gasps> okay. Uh, um. Yeah, I feel that way about, you know how some schools will have powder puff? You know yes, we did. We did that. I feel like that a little bit as well. And then also, um, I think a lot of male cheerleaders start out as like, walking on as a bit and then like end up being like oh i actually have to be pretty strong to do this and it's yeah it's hard work out at the varsity gym or whatever um same thing with my husband he and like a group of friends all decided to do it um kind of together and just like knew some of the girls who were on the team already and he was dating like one of the cheerleaders and um ended up being like yeah this is like fun to do with your friends and it seems like he also he also was coming off a lot of years of doing track and like track can be very stressful um and he like competed at a very high level but like i don't think he like liked competing at a very high level um and so like it was nice to be like oh instead of just like running all the time like you have to like go to the gym and learn like a very specific lift and like learn almost like a like dance moves for like this thing and just like a different way of doing a sport um but um, I will say, like, a lot of uh, universities in the Philippines have, like, really, really incredible, like, cheer teams. And, in fact, they often do stunts that are considered, like, um, outlawed in the U.S. because they're, like, mm-hmm. too dangerous and they could, like, drop someone on their head and shit. So we try to watch the, like, um, intercollegiate championship videos every year. And Nate is always like, holy shit, like, what the fuck are they doing? Um, the stereotype, too, here in the U.S. is that, like, it's ex-football guys because, like, they try to recruit – in colleges, they try to recruit, like, ex-football guys so that they're just, like, hugely strong and they can just, like, throw these girls, like, 20 feet in the air and shit. And, um, yeah, so it's very – it's very interesting to me, like, how men do get involved in it because, like, you do have to have very strong guys in it. Yeah, yeah. Especially I learned that from make cheer. Sure they're, you have to make sure they're not predators. Also something oh. we learned from cheer. Yeah, rough. Rough, rough, rough. Talking about the Netflix show. Okay. Okay, Jane. Um, What is your relationship with teen Kirsten Dunst? I am so in awe of her. I'm not sure I have a huge relationship. I love the Virgin Suicides. I recently watched uh, Spider-Man at your house. And I just think she's a genius. But I don't, yeah. I can't say that I have like a super strong relationship with teen Kirsten Dunst. What about you? I also think she's a genius. She was pretty young in Spider-Man, and so that was my first time getting to know her. And so, like, Kirsten Dunst for me was Redhead Mary Jane for a long time. And when I watch this, I'm like, I think she's, like, still a teenager when she's in this movie. She had cheered in eighth grade, I believe. And so she was like, yeah, I could do that. And there was, like, some stuff in this MTV piece about how she couldn't start like rehearsing for this they did like a fun little boot camp for this they basically did cheer camp together um and like Kirsten couldn't go because she was doing something else but she still like picked everything up really quick so I was like of course she's like a perfect person um (laughs) but she was like the youngest person there so like her mom and her family had to like travel with them and so like compared to all the other people working on this movie they would like drop her off to like go hang out with her mom like at the end of the day um i i think she's like it it is it is wild to see her in this movie and be like 
you were 17 years old like you are so good at your job (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's a natural and i think gabrielle union was the oldest she was like 26 or 27 or something Mm -hmm. like that so that's a 10 year age difference and that could be really intimidating yeah i think gabrielle union in this piece talked about how she would often like go drinking with like the parents of the other actors (laughs) which is really cute because she was like you know they couldn't drink um but in general like i remember like they talk about how like this cast was a little bit like babysitting a cast because like like the producers and stuff were like babysitting them because they would go like drink and like i'm sure they would like hook up you know i want to know i want to know who did i do want to know who did there Um, weren't that many guys but i guess they were all like really hot like everyone was so hot everyone was so hot like they talk about how like yeah we like met at this like miniature cheer camp at the beginning of filming this and like everybody loved each other like it feels like college orientation um and they like could go to the beach because they were filming in california like they um okay so you you've read about their trip to mexico correct yeah Mm, they got arrested you want to say what you know yeah it was i think it was the twins in the movie i forget jesse bradford and uh whoever and then like two other people and they went to mexico and they got arrested for some reason undisclosed Yeah, they go to Tijuana, or they went to Tijuana, and they won't say, like, who exactly went, and, like, who, and, like, how they got bailed out, or whatever, and what the charges were, but there were shenanigans, and it just, like, seems like a perfect, it just seems like a perfect time, like, the perfect ideal of what being in a movie like this could be. (laughs) Wait, I had a question for you. Okay. (laughs) If you were in this cast, and you got to, like hang out with them at cheer camp and like you know like have this amazing beach time with them i know i'm like romanticizing what was probably also just like hard work but um who do you think like you would have tried to be friends with i mean the obvious answer is kirsten dunce i would have been in love with jesse bradford which i am yeah same and i mean gabrielle union like she's too beautiful like she's a little older yeah yeah scared i would just be like oh my god she's amazing um just any of the like lower tier people i would be like <laughs> we can hang out i know same i was gonna say maybe the um <laughs> the asian girl's little sister <laughs> uh-huh. no 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 um actually my real answer is maybe the two other girls on gabrielle union's cheerleading team like her kind of like two henchmen girls like i would have tried to hang out with them and actually like i say that but they were actually in a teen girl group at the time that they casted them what? they were this like cute little like music i don't shouldn't say little i think they were just like late teens but they were in a girl group that like knew how to dance and so like that's why part of why they scouted them and like they were just cool people but they seem cool something funny about that is like because they were used to like doing music and music videos they kept like looking into the camera ha <laughs> <laughs> um so they had to be like no that's not <laughs> also something i would accidentally do if i were an extra in a film <laughs> yeah that's true Okay, should we start? Yeah. All right. Torrance is a senior and her cheerleading squad, the Toros, is aiming for a sixth consecutive national title. Her boyfriend, Aaron, used to be on the team, but a start in college. Torrance is elected the next team captain, replacing her highly successful successful predecessor, Big Red, after she graduates. In her first practice <laughs> as captain, Torrance runs a challenging pyramid and teammate Carver is injured and forced to sit the rest of the season out. Torrance holds auditions for a replacement and, against her teammates' wishes, chooses Missy Pantone, an alt 
skilled gymnast who isn't <laughs> into the cheerleader vibes. She also has a smoking hot guitar playing band t-shirt wearing twin brother Cliff, who seems interested in Torrance. She is also smoking hot. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. But also, I'm just realizing a few things now. Like, she's super alt, but a gymnast? Like, how many super alt gymnasts are there out in the world? Like, I like the idea that cheerleaders are so preppy and prissy compared to her, a gymnast. I also don't understand why she shows up. What do you mean? To the tryouts. Because your school has no gymnastic team. This is the last resort. She needs to do something. Yeah, that's true. But, like, even then, I would be like, ugh, I won't try. I don't know. Like, you would find a gym, a local gym. Yeah, yeah. And also, or I would just be like, I'm going to be alt and hate my new school. But I was going to say, like, it makes more sense if maybe she did gymnastics as, like, a child. But it is fun because, like, she's, like, <laughs> she's a woman. Like, she is tall, taller than, like, some of the other girls and, like, like just dresses like a 20-plus-year-old in the East Village. <laughs> like, like she to me she is a woman um so it is kind of funny that like she's supposed to be this like alt new girl but also i think they did a good job casting siblings that kind of look like each other like they're kind of hot in the same way in my opinion do you think they fucked Uh oh i like what i would kill to find out is it Um, weird if you fuck the person that's supposed to be your sibling no well you and i have you and I have noticed movies where teen movies in particular where like the siblings have weird chemistry. And they so don't maybe in that's this like one. Yeah, but like maybe that's what happened in those movies. Like maybe that's the unintended effect if you fuck Okay, your so co-star. they did. I mean, I remember No, I'm saying maybe they did, but they're better actors or they never fucked because we don't see the weird chemistry. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Like in Heroes, uh Hayden Panettiere, speaking of, she starts dating Milo Ventimiglia. And he plays her uncle, and it's really weird. Like, the way they talk to each other is really weird. And I it's forgot also weird. that. It's weird they dated because she was, like, 18, and he was, like, 30-something. Yeah, that is, really, that is really bad. I forgot that they dated, and I also forgot that he was her uncle. I, I, I loved Heroes. Okay. Me um, too. Something I want to bring up at the start of this movie is that her boyfriend is very strange in this movie in a very extremely unique way. Yes. I know that they're trying to say that, like, he's gay, and, like, they're trying to tease that, like, he may be closeted and not even know that about himself, but like oh, he's really? so strange to me. I so that's such an interesting take because he does have some flamboyant sort of like uh queer coded behaviors, but then he's sleeping with women and he's just like an asshole. So oh, I my, don't know my my thing there was like he just doesn't know it yet about himself. You don't know, but he's like twenty something. I I don't know. I don't know if I buy that take, but I do agree that he is strange. Like he's a strange <laughs> character. He's he a college not- freshman. He has time to like figure it out. Yeah, but I feel like you know when you're like six. I think you're. Mm, I think like you're underestimating how uh, closeted someone can be. But also maybe he also codes as Mormon to me. And mm. maybe that's why I'm thinking about it. Because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, he's in California. Like, surely he's <laughs> he's had exposure to, like, progressive Also, people. he's a cheerleader. So <laughs> yeah. he would have heard about gay no, stuff. No, my, okay, my take on him is that he's extremely closeted and he's sleeping with women, but, like, doesn't really enjoy it. Because every time they kiss, it's so weird. <laughs> I think that he's just a jerk. And I really like that that either the director was like, you're going to be this, like, really weird guy. Or he was like, I'm going to speak totally strange yeah there's the way he talks is crazy there's no way to describe him and i really wish that they so like there's so many of this character in other movies of like the jerk boyfriend who the main character moves on from and it's like 
why not make them one of the weirdest fucking performances you've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. He's so strange. Also a strange person in this movie, her little brother. I know. He has a this, fucked up face. Yeah, this actor, I think, I didn't double check, but I think he's in another teen movie and he plays one of the characters who's who's in the like group of boy losers and never mind, doesn't matter. But he Wait, does like have a, it or something? It? What? Aren't Not they, another like, teen movie? In it? Oh, never mind. Um, I forget what group they are, but one of them is a white guy who puts on an Asian accent. Anyway, Whoa. he has a very like dumb little sh- booger shit brother face, and I think it's really, <laughs> I think it's really funny, and I like it. I oh, like when I he think farts his face on looks her. Like a, I, th- I think his face looks like a little old man, but I agree that like, <laughs> I agree that the dynamic between the siblings is like real and funny, like. The mom, like, thwacks him on the back of the head with, like, this really hollow-sounding side effect that made us, like, laugh out loud. And, like, when he farts, he's like, hey, I have something I have something important to tell you. And then he farts on her. Like, I really liked it. It felt, it felt honest. I didn't, I wasn't like, are they fucking? <laughs> <laughs> um, another question I had, which I actually posed to you when we hung out the other night. Oh. I never, ever thought about the fact that her name is Torrance. And she is a Toro. Oh, yeah. So is this Jane, intentional? Jane posed this to me when we were, like, a few drinks deep after, like, I don't know, just, like, <laughs> apropos of nothing. And I truly just looked at you and was like, huh? <laughs> Torrance is a city in the Los Angeles metropolitan yeah, area. it's real. But her name is Torrance. I know. It's a little weird. I think, like, I forgot that also because I just think of her as, um... So the other thing I forgot to mention at the start of this is that there's a Bring It On musical and her name in the musical is Campbell. And so I just like thought, I don't know, couldn't you imagine, couldn't you imagine this girl as a Campbell as well? Like blonde girl with a weird sure. name. I yeah. mean, I've never, I've met Campbells. I've never met a Torrance. You met a life. girl named Campbell? Yeah. Also, am I saying that? I think you kind of leave the P off. So it's kind of like Campbell. Campbell. It's a silent P. Campbell's soup. Silent P, like I have to do Campbell. when I'm at church in the bathroom and Ew, all what? the ladies are talking and I don't want them to hear me. Uh, speaking of which, I had I was really scared last night because uh, I was at this person's birthday and had to go to the bathroom and thought it was going number two, but thankfully it was just gas. But um, <laughs> there were like four boys in the line behind me and you no. ever have that feeling when you're like yes oh no i'm going to this public bathroom and everyone's gonna know because i'm gonna take too long but thankfully i just peed everyone sorry for being crude people yeah, will relate was... to this story people will relate to this story. that was disgusting okay i have a question for you what do you what do you think about strapless bras i haven't had a strapless bra that doesn't like pinch me weirdly mm. so that's my problem with them however i do find them to be useful <laughs> So you own one or two? Yeah, I own a couple because I have, um, I, I invested in a couple of square neck, <laughs> yes. square neck bodysuits as, as is the TikTok fashion. No, no, no. Even before, even before they were popular in TikTok, I had one or two like either square neck or like off shoulder tops that I like wanted a strapless bra for, but I, they do pinch me and I don't know what to do about it. 
They don't, they, I mean, I haven't put a lot of effort into it, but yeah, they don't fit me. There's a lot of women. We immediately get a locker room scene. There's a lot of skin of teenagers, which is notable. And almost all of them are wearing strapless bras. And then they proceed to to put their sports bras over the strapless bras, which I don't think is how it's intended to be worn. I never even noticed that. I was really honing in on these strapless bras because they were all like white and lacy and bowed. I I was going to say, I wonder if like they want to have a sports bra on for cheer, but they still want their boobs to have like the push up bra effect. Mm. See, nowadays, like you you can get sports bras that do that. But maybe back in the 2000s, I didn't have that. Related question. Have you ever had a nightmare that you were naked or like topless? I think so. But that's not like a recurring thing for me. I feel like anytime I've been... I, missing clothing in my dream it's been more like surrealist and like weird rather than like oh no everyone's laughing at me oh like a, so it's not perfectly realistic except that you're naked or like the the tone is not like oh no now you have to be scared it's more oh like, got it it's more like oh no there's a giant alien in the background it's like something. in this reality <laughs> you're naked and that's okay but yeah. there's an alien that you have to There's deal something with. else weird that's occupying my attention. Anyway, that's just what I'll say. Um, obviously, her first, like, dream is very iconic because of the, like, little cheer that they do. I'm still big red. Um, I, Does she have a, a name? Of... No. <laughs> okay. It's, it's big red on her birth certificate. Okay. okay, there's a lot of fat shaming and slut. They're like, everyone calls each other whores and sluts. Which is just of the times. I know it's not good, but uh, yeah, they don't like fat people. This movie I doesn't actually, like fat people. I I agree with that. However, I I actually like have the hot take that I like that people swear and are very mean and drop like the f bomb in this. Like, I think it's very authentic to the like to how cruel, like very casually cruel that like high schoolers can be while still being like, oh these. These, like, football players can, like, call someone the F word and, like, think that it's totally fine, but they don't, they don't try to, like, um, they don't try to pull punches with this movie, I guess, is what I'll say. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely prefer a movie to not sugarcoat everything, but there's a character who they, like, make fun of her for having a big butt, and she has a, like, a small butt. Like, not, she, not only is she not, like, fat in any way, she's, like, a small, petite woman. Yeah. Is that Which, is that the the dancer guy later? Yeah, you, but they also saying, do like, it the in the locker room. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no, she like I, bends I over and her butt I is so flat. Like the butt stuff is very uh, also interesting to me because like I do think in the nineties people like were very weird about specifically Jennifer Lopez's butt. Do you remember this? <laughs> everyone was, like uh, vaguely. Everyone would talk about Jennifer Lopez's butt. Who now it's like not even that big a butt, but also like. There were all these rumors when I was in like <laughs> middle school <laughs> that her butt was insured and people. Were I like, was just thinking that. Did, did you remember? And it's just like her butt was like such a topic of conversation. And like now when I look back, I'm like, no, that it like it's a great butt, but like it's not notable. You know what I mean? Like we were. She's so... just not a white person. Like there was <laughs> it, it, like everything was so white. Not that white people can't have big butts, but you know what I'm saying is like in the culture, it was like very anorexic like heroin heroin chic was in and so then a person who wasn't white and who like ate food showed up and people were like what the fuck and so she yeah. just was, she just was like going against the mainstream culture yeah and like to their credit like they could have made it so that like everybody in the um 
everyone in the movie was just like looked like Kristen Dunst, but like they did sort of cast like an interesting collection of women, including Big Red, who looks 30. <laughs> she was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She played oh. her BFF Valerie. I also like the Asian girl in this because she's just like her personality is just that she's like a bitch who like wants to win. <laughs> oh yeah, there's two like hardcore bitches that like don't really have an arc, but they're fun. Um I love the scene of the auditions. I think the stripper scene is actually really fun and funny. I mean, obviously, it's all absurd that all of these people yeah. would show up. But this that's like a classic archetype. It's like I feel Glee. Like. Yeah, Glee did, Glee did the same thing their very first episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the, the male cheerleader's reaction to the stripper is super funny. I like when they're like, it's not a cheerocracy or it's not a democracy, it's cheerocracy. And, and then there's all of these jokes that... Maybe maybe this is really what people talk about in cheerleading, but for the regular people, it's just, I think, funny and, like, it knows it's being funny. Yeah, and I think that they talk about this in the piece I like, too, which I'm just, like, stealing from at this point, but, like, they talk about how, like, they wanted it to be, they wanted, like, the in-jokes to be funny because it's, like, these people are taking this extremely seriously, and they, like, had a hard time finding a director who was, like, who didn't really understand that, like, we're not, like, laughing at them. Like, it's, like, you're being brought into this cheer world and you're understanding what matters to them and, like, finding stuff funny because of that. And you're not just being, like, haha, funny, like, stupid cheerleaders. Like, yeah. Which they, like, when they finally decided on this director, it was because he, like, got that, you know? Totally. And that's, I think that's all of Kirsten Dunst, what's her name? Torrance's, like, plot arc she's like i am cheerleading like she really does take it seriously and we're supposed to not think less of her for that we're supposed to be like yeah you do and that's cool um at the end of this section she does say missy's the poo so take a big whiff oh i what do you what do you think what do you think about oh i mean i kind of i kind of like a lot of things that they say in this movie i like really i really like Kirsten Dunst's little like melodic voice saying stuff like I don't know she just seems like really like she taught when she talks to um Cliff for the first time and she's like so vintage when he talks about the clash yeah (laughs) it's really cute and like she just like is this dreamy like she is like a dream girl but like absolutely in a way that doesn't annoy me (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of Cliff I like I like that he doesn't make her feel dumb for not knowing the clash. Like, he kind of is laughing at her a little bit. But he's like, okay, yeah, let me explain to you what this is. This is clearly, like, not <laughs> someone you've ever encountered. There, I think there's supposed to be, like, two different cultures. Like, he's from L.A. and she's just a valley girl or whatever whatever they're saying know, she is. California subcultures that we don't know. And also, I feel like now it would be a movie where she's like... Actually, I know who the Clash is, and my dad. No, 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 no. Like totally, like, totally. <laughs> Wait, also, is Missy wearing faux dreadlocks at the beginning of this? No, she's answer. never wearing them again. Well, that's because she she becomes a cheerleader, and so they are like, "We're gonna brush your hair, girl." How easy is it to like undo dreadlocks? The thing is, they're not real. If you take a look, they're not. It's not dreaded hair. They just kind of. I don't know what they did to them, braided them together, and then put gel or something. I know, but like IRL. 
I don't know. Okay, let's let's move on. Um. Oh, also, someone said Uberdike. That's funny. Okay. While watching the Toros <laughs> practice, Missy calls them thieves, and Torrance tries to fight her. Missy takes her to L.A. to watch the Clovers perform an identical routine. Isis, the Clovers' captain, confronts them and says Big Red videotaped their routines. Torrance thinks she is cursed with bad luck after she dropped the spirit stick during a dare at cheer camp. Torrance tries calling Aaron for help, but he won't answer. Despite Missy's disagreements, the Toros decide to stick with the routine. At the next home game, Torrance stares at Cliff while she cheers, a.k.a. has cheer sex. Then the Clovers show up and perform the Toros routine in front of the whole school, humiliating them. Torrance sleeps at Missy's, and she sees Cliff playing guitar really cutely, and then they brush their teeth at each other sexily. When I, when you send me this blurb, it just has sexily, comma, and I was like, what's next? Oh, no. <laughs> um... I was going to say, okay, so we get Gabrielle Union, she kills it, the scene kills it. I think, like, this movie is ahead of its time in, like, on it, like, not to be, like, corny and, like, annoying, but, like, I think, like, this movie does a really good job having, like, a nuanced view of, like, these two schools that are very different and one, like, has more black people in it. Like, it's very, uh, it, for a movie that was made in this time, it is surprising how that that team like the depiction of gabrielle union's team doesn't have cringeworthy stuff in it bring it on three on the other hand <laughs> does this in a very annoying like mildly offensive way but it is very entertaining because of it it is an artifact of its time <laughs> i agree i actually hadn't even thought of that because they gave me you know, this movie doesn't didn't give me anything to to like write down where I'm like, ooh, why do they have the black character say that? Like, why do they make her do that? Um, there there isn't much of that that I'm seeing. I want to say Gabrielle Union still looks like this. Like, she looks unreal. Um, oh my god, yeah. I went down a rabbit hole trying to be like, how did she meet D Wade? D Wade, sorry. And um, Dwayne Wade and her apparently met because they both had to host the Super Bowl. Ah! Um. But they were both getting out of other relationships, so they didn't start dating until later. Um, and his ex-girlfriend um, tried to, like, come after her and say, like, you know, you were, like, stealing my man before they broke up. But Gabrielle Union was like, I'm an actor. Like, I can very easily verify everywhere I was at the time that you said I was, like, sleeping with him. So, like, I don't know. She just, like, didn't have any basis to try and cancel her. You know what I mean? So she just, like, sh she just shut her down, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, she just shut her down, and now they're, like, a beautiful, happy married couple, and they've been together forever. I like them. They're they supportive actually, of like, their trans child. I think they've had, like, a bunch of ups and downs in their relationship, but, like, have been very smart about portraying it, like, hey, we're just, like, going through stuff, and, like, we're a normal couple just like you guys, and, like, we're just gonna have to figure it out. And I respect them a lot for it. Um, And it's the happy ending for Gabrielle Union that she deserves in life. I would love to see her star in a movie soon. Me too. I know she um, was in that like she was in that like slasher movie a few years ago that I didn't see. Um, the fact that they drive from San Diego to Los Angeles, obviously, yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. I also think it's really funny that, and I think it's interesting that Torin says, "I'm gonna fight you." That shows just I think like, it's a different side of her so, character. It's so funny. Well, first, I think like. When she gets mad and starts, like, screeching, like, I think she's really good. Like, it sounds like a dumb little high school girl. <laughs> um, but when she's like, get out of the car, I'm going to kick your ass. And then she just, like, stands there like, oh, wait, like, I'm <laughs> like, I don't actually know how to do this. Like, I think we're supposed to interpret that as, like, 
they're all just used to like saying shit like that, but they would never actually like be able to like <laughs> they're all just like sheltered kids so that they like they're trying to act tough, but they would never actually do that is like how I interpreted that. It is I do see Missy as this like in another movie she would be from the wrong side of the tracks, but she's clearly so wealthy too. Like her house is insane. Um Right. I like that she and Cliff are sort of like their their aesthetic is just that they're alt and brunette. <laughs> yes, they're brunette, exactly. I feel like for me, the cheer, that's all right, that's okay, you're going to pump our gas someday, mm. was super iconic. And it wasn't until I grew up and left New Jersey that I realized how odd it was for them to cheer this in California where people pump their own gas. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, I was going to ask you, was your school elitist toward another school? Um, or was there another school being elitist against you guys? Definitely, we thought we could compete with this school, I think, West Essex, but we were not able to compete with them. First of all, it was just a way bigger school, and it was also even wealthier. So we were not a good competition for them. Got it. And you, so you're basically saying, like, you guys were kind of fighting to be the elite school. (laughs) I guess. I mean, like, this This is also wrapped up in sports, which I wasn't that involved with. It was almost like a joke, you know? Because there's this idea of having a rival school that people want to be involved with, but it yeah. doesn't have to be real. So we just clung to it. Wait, what about you? So I went to a Catholic private school, and there was a another <laughs> uh, Catholic, but maybe less Catholic, um, also private school, but I think just, like, less it was just like larger and like uh it was co-ed so immediately like our vision of them was that they were just like (laughs) sucking and fucking (laughs) we're like yeah you guys are obviously like the ones that are like wrong side of the track which is so stupid because these are both private schools um but they were like the like louder like rowdier school that we like associated with them and um my my only memory of like one of the only girls i knew from that school is that she did come to our school and threatened to fight someone so like she sort of like was playing into their stereotype as like the scarier school you know what i mean who did she want to fight why did she want to fight oh them and did they fight it was boy drama it was like she was fighting someone for like stealing her man oh so backwards oh my god i can't remember this girl's name but she was like iconic because she was this like small but like really good at soccer she had bangs she had um not balayage but like highlights in her hair and she was terrifying and i want to say her name had like a z in it or something it was something like uh appropriately like kind of scary and um i was i was scared of her and she came what i remember is that she like I wasn't there, but she, like, came to the... The story is she, like, came to the school gates to, like, wait for the girl from my school to come out so she could fight her. I can't believe that you know a girl from a different school so well. That's not part of my high I school I just experience. know this story, and I know what she looked like. And I think the problem was... Oh, I think the reason I, like, knew about her so much is because this other girl I know also, like, sort of got into drama with her. and Fought so her? No, when... no, 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 no. <laughs> no like uh uh, she's scary um but in the end like both of us were private schools it's so stupid and one of them was just co-ed so like 
you know, maybe to be honest, we were right that they were sucking and fucking like, who knows? And like, good for them. Yeah, for real. Sounds like the co-ed one was better because of the F and the S. Yeah. Also, like, power props to that girl for being like, yeah, I'm going to follow through. I'm going to fight. Whereas like Torrance can't. Um, I was going to ask, have you ever made eye contact with someone you liked during a performance? <laughs> no, <laughs> not in cheer sex. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, this is cringeworthy. I've never done what she did, even in even even in real life. Or, like, has someone done the opposite? Like, someone done that to you? No. What about you? I have um, a story from college, which is that, um, well, so I was the person ogling someone (laughs) performing, um, which is that when my husband was um, uh, in early sophomore year, he had to be part of, like, a silly, like, dance thing for his fraternity where they made all the new, they made all the pledges, like, do a Katy Perry. They danced to last Friday night. Um, is that what the name of that song is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry. I I was like, does that song exist? Wow. What a what a like black hole it's gone into. Um, but I remember like seeing him and being like, oh, he can like shake his butt and like. But were you staring at him in the eyes? We like made eye contact a few times, but then okay. I would like look away. I'd be too scared. Yeah. See, this is like really intense. The only time I've like yeah, stared- this is this is sex. What she does. <laughs> I stared someone down once and it was at a concert and I think he was like the lead singer of the band that I went to see. <gasps> and there's another world where I like had sex with this person, but it, it didn't work out. Wait, was he like your age? Yeah. I mean, oh, okay, I was yeah. like 22 and he was like under 40. <laughs> I, I do have a funny story related to intense eye contact, which is that later on in college, um, Nate also took this Shakespeare acting class and they had to... um perform sonnets outside and apparently their professor told them you guys should pick like a focal point whether it's a person or a thing and like perform to that focal point so nate was like hey i'm gonna like or actually he didn't warn me beforehand he just like said his whole sonnet like looking me right in the eyes and i was like oh my god this is so romantic this is like was it dream. romantic i guess sonnets typically are. it was well because of the one he chose like it could have been like a weird yeah but he he did it on purpose as like, oh, I'm like not going to tell her and then I'm going to like perform the sonnet to her. It was very cute. Um, one of the most romantic things in college. Um, but then <laughs> another person came on and like did his sonnet and he said because I was just like kind of in the middle, he also like made eye contact with me the whole time. <laughs> and oh then afterward, God. he came up and was like, hey, I'm sorry if that was weird. Like I was just looking for someone in the crowd and like you were in the middle, right down center. So I was like, yeah, why not her? And I was like, what the fuck? He was just like a very nice guy, but I guess their professor had told them all like to pick someone, you know. I think that there's another ending to the story where you end up marrying him. <gasps> He's a good actor. All because of the sonnet. Okay, the okay. tooth the toothbrush scene. For me, okay. This movie has moments of genius and this is genius because yep. there's no dialogue. So someone like someone writing the script was just they are brushing their teeth together sort of looking at each other having this moment and it's amazing yeah and they like wanted to have this cute moment of like there's chemistry between them but she's also like kind of embarrassed because she's like brushing in front of her crush and he's like trying not to be embarrassed um and they talk about how they had to like film the scene a few times to get it right and so like the actors were like tired of brushing their teeth squeaky clean how much time how many times do you spit uh i only spit at the end they How were spitting a lot. I mean, like, how about you? Do you spit I, midway? 
Yeah, yeah, because my mouth is just like, you must spit. Something that's really impressive that I do is sometimes... (laughs) Sometimes I'll brush my teeth while sitting on the toilet. And if it's a problem where I'm like, I need to spit, (laughs) I'll spit between my legs into the toilet. And it's like, you have to risk it. You have to risk getting it on yourself. She spit on her crotch. I hate that. I really don't like that. And what's really bad is if you forget... If you forget you did that and then you look in the toilet, you're like, there is something seriously wrong with me. <laughs> we're both we're both being so gross. Like, thank God this is the last episode. Otherwise, they would take us off the air. They? Who's they? I don't know. Uh, Patreon. Um, I uh, wanted to ask if you've ever, like, had any weird, like, school trip or, like, sleepover moments like this with, like, someone you liked. The answer is yes. And that's because I had a crush on my best friend's brother. Oh, my God. I, I don't think we've talked about this in a long time. So have you ever, like, brushed your teeth in front of him? Yeah, I'm sure. And, like, I probably was dying to. Like, I probably just Ooh. wanted to be in, like, vaguely intimate spaces with him. Oh, that's really cute. And also pathetic. What about you? Um, When I was in, um, when I was in high school, I got to, like, go on school trips that like my like high school boyfriend would be on as well so like one of them was like kind of more campingy so we like obviously couldn't stay in the same tent but we like brushed our teeth um outside like together which was very cute and also like not really into camping but it was romantic in the moment (laughs) is that true wait i think i'm like neutral about camping i think it can sometimes be great with the right people um but I had a lot of classmates, like, younger than that in, like, middle school and early high school. I had, like, classmates that liked my brother. And so, like, I was the person that they were having those experiences with when they went to my house. Is that hard for you? Yeah, it was gross. Also, one time I I told my mom and then she, like, roasted the person and she was like, you told your mom? (laughs) Oh, my God. What did she say to your friend? She was just like this imagine this person's name is like carla she was just like carla <laughs> so your friend's name was carla and she liked your oh, brother wait. carlos <laughs> no 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 sorry that was a fake name that's not her name but i was just thinking of one that started with the same letter which is c but i felt really bad because then she looked right at me and was like you told your like she probably would have been like you fucking told your mom <laughs> That would be a betrayal I'm a of traitor. the greatest. I'm a traitor. I have a big mouth. I was I was pretty bad at keeping cigarettes at that age. Um, what do we think about the fingering thing? <laughs> okay, uh, I it seems consensual from what I can tell. It, like, is it? Sort What's of? your take? Because she's like clearly like flirty with him and into it, but yeah, they potentially even like hook up, but she still wasn't like expecting that. So I investigated this because first of all, they talk about how. The piece that I'm talking about, the MTV piece, they talk about how, like, you could never do that in a movie now. Like, it's insane. They almost uh, had to get the scene taken out because the actor basically, like, smells his finger after. And they cut the scene early so that his finger doesn't go all the way up to his nose. Because when they originally filmed it, he sniffs his finger after, which is insane. So for the viewers who have no idea what we're talking about, this guy who's one of the male cheerleaders, like, and is flirting on and off with this girl who, like, maybe they're hooking up, I don't know, but, um, he, like, does a lift with her sitting on his hand, and then, um, when she comes down, like, it's obvious that, like, he put a finger somewhere where he wasn't supposed to, and she's like, what, what the heck? And, like, he 
like has this devious smile on his face but like I can only imagine, like, if the next moment in that scene was him smelling his finger. Wait, why do I, I remember My head him would have exploded. That. What? Okay, I swear to God I remember him doing that, so maybe, so I don't know. But also- You remember him smelling it? Yeah, maybe there's something else. Anyway, I should probably come down as saying you shouldn't do that to people, just to be <laughs> clear. Like, obviously, you shouldn't just do that in public. I don't know, maybe she was into it. Because, like- but they're she's high not, schoolers. She's not really that mad. It's more of like a, oh my god, like quit it. Like I don't know. Like yeah, there, like there's how you would be with your there. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, exactly. There you go. But you go. I will say I investigated this with the one male cheerleader in my life, and I was like, could that happen? Like, would that be easy to do? Like, what's the situation there? And because they do, like, there are lifts where you have a girl like sitting on your one hand, and they're wearing a skirt, and. I was like, where is your hand? Like, what's going on there? And he was like, (laughs) basically, he didn't say this, but what I can say for the listeners is that it is not, like, up anywhere, but it is on um, the in-between spot. (laughs) That's where your your hand is on the spot that starts with T and rhymes with paint. (laughs) Okay, another question, or maybe a comment, actually. Maybe what I should also be criticizing this for is it's not very safe. Like, if you're in charge of holding someone up... You don't want to also finger them for balance well, yes. reasons. And Nate said it's really dangerous if you do that because if they fell down, they'd snap your finger off. They'd break your finger. Hmm, I don't I'm not worried about that. He was like that he was like, there's no way to do that safely. Is Wait, what he how said. do they what does he think? Does the vagina like clamp down? Is he imagining like a vice situation? Like I no, feel like your finger would come like, out. But there, maybe he was thinking of the butt. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, the but butt? Maybe, the butt's maybe also he was, a clamp? Maybe he was thinking of, like, if, um, if like, you did that and the person, like, wriggled around and, like, broke your wrist, you know? I could definitely see a finger being pulled or... What's it called when you, like, dislodge your finger from the joint? Yeah, I guess that's what he was saying. Not okay, like, I was, like I was being hyperbolic. You sorry. wouldn't have a finger like left over in the vagina. No, 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 no. no. I, was, just, I, like, I was, I was, exaggerating. Ah. Um, I, I was gonna say that he said, um, there are some schools where like, or some cheer divisions where the, uh, the skirts are like super duper short, and like, um, what they do instead is like have the butt or have, <laughs> have the hand like farther up, like just like where the butt cushion is more rather than like on the, uh, taint taint <laughs> which is really for us like fully just the vagina what the taint yeah right i don't i think it's anatomically i think it's your pubic bone it's where you put most of your weight when you're um perched on a bicycle i don't know mm. yeah <laughs> um either way he was like it's actually very uncomfortable for everyone involved like he was like i don't think it's fun for girls when they have to do it like that's why it's one of the harder stunts because like it sucks to have to balance there so you're on your taint. That was my investigative um, reporting. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I think one of the things I appreciate about this scene of them, like, having this bad football team that everyone hates, but everyone loves the cheer team, like, it's this, like, kind of specific insider joke that you would only really, like, I think there are schools like this, and people would be like, oh my god, that's like my school, and that it's also feminist and then it's also (laughs) developing the character for missy who is like really determined to not have any school spirit but she like comes out there and she's like oh my god everyone like is just appreciating how good humans are at like something good and like maybe that's what sports are and like everyone's having this fun experience of witnessing it together and so she can't help herself but like cheer as well and i think that's 
beautiful. As somebody who hated sports growing up, and now I'm like, maybe I like watching sports. You're Missy. Wow. Well, maybe. Wow. That's such a nice thing to say about me. You're saying that I'm really hot. I mean, I would say that any day of the week. Should we move on? Yeah. Okay. Aaron finally answers Torrance's call while in bed with another woman. He advises her to hire choreographer Sparky Palastri. To raise funds, the team holds a sexy car wash, and Cliff comes by with his car covered in mud. Sparky shows up, criticizes everyone, puts the whole team on a diet, and tells one girl to stop eating. Torrance is feeling bad, so Cliff comforts her, says he believes in her, and they almost kiss. At regionals, the team scheduled before the Toros performed Sparky's routine. Apparently, he had sold it to six teams. Big Red yells at Torrance for her inability to be a leader. Aaron drives her home and says she's not Captain Material. Cliff is waiting there with flowers and a mixtape, but after seeing Aaron and Torrance kiss, he leaves upset. Torrance is feeling defeated, but listening to Cliff's mixtape revives her. Okay, I had a question, which is, um, have you ever done an extracurricular where... Or, like, do you remember any extracurricular specifically, like, in the act of doing it, you're, like, feeling, like, self-conscious about your body? Whoa. What 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 damage do you? <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Oh, I have a specific example. I did theater, and one of the theater things I did was, like, a summer cabaret with this church, and I was offered to wear, like, a unitard, where you're wearing just, like, tights and unitard, and I was like, I'm not comfortable with that. So, actually brave of me for saying but that. But did other people do it? Yeah. Okay, so there were people that were like, and like how old was it? How old were you? Like 15. So like the yeah, perfect yeah. age. Perfect age to not want to wear a unitard. Yeah, and I feel like daring for them to like, I guess that you're saying it's one of the options, but like I feel like they should just default to like the most like comfortable option maybe. Well, we were doing like sexy cabaret. Like I ended up wearing... Like, I ended up wearing um, some sort of leotard, but just, like, shorts also. Mm, gotcha. Um, yeah, I feel like, for me, so I have, like, two sort of, like, memories specifically. One was that um, when I was, like, in grade school and, like, maybe a little bit into, like, sixth grade, um, my mom my mom was a ballet dancer and she, like, really was interested in me trying ballet. And so I tried it when I was a child and then tried it again when I was more, like, 11 or 12. And, like, even at that age, I remember being, like, I'm not super into being in a leotard around, like, I think I was also just, like, developing, like, shoulders and, like, hips, like, and some of the other people in the room were not. And I was, like, I kind of feel like a monster in here. Like, this sucks. Um, And also, like, <laughs> unrelated to, like, body image, but another part of it was, like, everyone had to put their hair in a bun. And my hair is so fucking thick and heavy and it would give me this huge headache i would have to use like 20 pins it was just like such a fucking pain it seems like so dumb that like everyone has to do the same hairstyle it i agree it's crazy that ballerinas have to wear a bun every day because it's also not good for your hair so i feel like a lot of them probably have tension alopecia yeah or a bad hairline okay my other memory is that um (laughs) when i did the equestrian team in college um i just did it for two years but in like freshman year the person was basically saying so a difference between like the kind of horseback riding I did in high school versus college was that the one in college you're it's a little more like dance where you're like judged on your form as well and like your technique and basically the coach was like talking to all of us girls and she like pointed at me and this other short girl and she was like you guys are like at a disadvantage because like judges really like 
a specific form of like a oh, girl. Man. And I was like, damn, she really put me and Jana on blast. <laughs> that sucks. I think she was mainly talking about height, but like also like obviously like a model-esque person is gonna look good doing whatever. So like, you know, <laughs> like it's just so funny that she was like, you and you like <laughs> are gonna be handicapped for this competition. <laughs> Where's Jana now? Um she went to business school and actually was absolutely the best rider on the team and won everything in sight. So she was wrong. Um, wow. Short girls do it better. Yeah. Short girls do it better. I didn't win a lot of things because I just didn't really care very much. Um, okay. Uh, I think <laughs> I think when he says cheer, cheerleaders are dancers who have gone R-worded is really funny. So funny. It's really good. He is so sparky palastri is so funny also weird right like he's not just a gay mean gay stereotype the way that i see i didn't even read him as gay well i was gonna say like i think now you would have him be a mean gay stereotype Mm. whereas like i think he's just like strange I agree. To me, he reads as like a Mike Myers character or maybe Adam Sandler's. Like, there is, like, he is definitely the odd person out of this movie. He's strange. Golden Fingers was a big deal for me as a child. We would say that. Spirit Fingers? Spirit Fingers. What did you say? Golden Fingers? I said gold because, okay, the line is these aren't Spirit Fingers. These are Spirit, these are Spirit Fingers. And Spirit Fingers are gold or whatever he says. Ah, I see. And I think, like, he, um, he's also, like, is he European? <laughs> Which is also a big thing in like early 2000s media, like in Legally Blonde. Maybe that's why you thought he was gay. Yeah, well, well, there's this, like the thing in early 2000s media is like, are Europeans gay or are they just like <laughs> yassified like that? Like, <laughs> like, I feel like that's what early 2000s was posing as a question. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I also want to say that when they do go to the competition, they have... A team that is praying before the competition, and unfortunately, that was my school. Ouch! What What is the weirdest event that you prayed at? Thankfully, I didn't do sports, so I didn't have to pray. However, I've definitely had to pray before. So when I was in um junior year, we did like not a whole musical, but just like scenes from musicals, kind of, and we prayed before like the performance. Wow! I mean, so we yeah we prayed before an all girls performance of Greece. Songs from Greece. God has to tell you to break a leg. Yeah, well, he didn't help us because Bianca, or Blanca, forgot to come out in Grease Lightning, so she, like, came on stage late. Oh, my God. I guess yeah. God isn't real. She fucked it up. Um, I think Cliff is so cute, and the, the idea of a high school boy waiting with flowers for you is just beyond, beyond belief. Yeah. Something I also didn't recognize is that he supports her. Like, that's the the premise of their relationship is he Me believes too. in her and her boyfriend is, well, besides being a jerk, doesn't believe in her and doesn't support her. And that's such a good message. Like, that's a really good reason to actually choose to date someone in addition to him being hot as hell. I do think yeah, it's weird and that like, he doesn't know she's a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And I to add to your earlier point, like, he is from, like, this different aesthetic and world. Like, he's, there's supposed to be, like, oh, they're from such different worlds, but he, like, supports her. Whereas, like, her boyfriend is a cheerleader, but doesn't seem to, like, see her, you know? Yeah. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, I know. I just I just hit you with that. Um, yeah, I think like it's strange. Well, again, it's like weird that she's dating this guy because it seems so asexual. Like when they kiss and stuff, like it's so like but he's like there's gonna be dorm rooms, <laughs> implying that he's gonna bring her there and just fuck. I her. know, but it is really funny that like even the way he says that is a little bit like how a mom would say it. <laughs> Okay, I think he just has a strange voice and he's think, making strange choices. I think that he's supposed to just make you be like, huh, like, what the hell is going on? Um, I I said that also in this scene, um, love that he gives her a mixtape, um, love that there's cheer insider jokes in this competition where, like, there's the scary little kid that's, like, fighting with the high schoolers and calling them hags. And I think that that's accurate. Like, I think there's really scary little kids that go to cheer competitions. And then there's, like, the psychotic cheer mom that, like, asks the judge to, like, is, like, you were looking down. Like, you didn't see my kid do this. Like, they feel very, like, original and fresh in this movie because, like, they were never really, you know, that never really was a thing before. Like, this movie made, like, something like Dance Moms possible, you know? And Pitch Perfect. I think I was watching it with... I was watching it with my brother-in-law. And he was like, this movie just, like, started it all. Like, Pitch Perfect. And I was like, wow. Oh, I told you knows. that. No, no. He, I swear to God, he said it in okay. while I was watching it. I was watching this while babysitting, so I was, like, a little distracted. But I need to... Um, Did the baby like it? I was going to say, I need to get the baby started early. She didn't react. Okay, um, I I do agree with you, like, this movie made things like Pitch Perfect, um, possible, like, even from just, like, an annoying, like, commercial standpoint, like, they, like, apparently when this came out, like, people just didn't know if it would sell, like, they knew it was, like, a good movie, but they didn't know if, like, people would, like, come to see it, and, like, that's why, uh, and then, like, there's, there's also a movie, like, there's a movie like Drumline, which again, like you've never seen, but is also sort of musical oriented where people it's it's about something very specific and like niche, but um, people enjoy it. And like they they talk about how like they maybe wouldn't have taken that risk on movies like Pitch Perfect because uh, because this was like the movie that like proved that they could do it. Um, yeah, it's it's beautiful. We love it. Um, OK, what did you think about the mixtape scene? I feel like Cliff is kind of, I totally understand why he's upset, but I do think he's a little bitch. Oh, wait, you when she's listening to it. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love it. It's I mean, so it's still good. valid for you to say that. Yeah. Like, I love Cliff, but he, he should have gotten over himself sooner. But that's fine. It works for the narrative. It's so good. I love that <laughs> he wrote the song for her. It's not even just, it's not really a mixtape. Like, he he produced an album for her. Oh, yeah, her. wait, you're so <laughs> right. I keep saying mixtape, and it's not a mixtape. And she starts dancing, and it's just very high school and very sweet. I think that I love that it starts with, like, just, like, a few chords that's saying, like, Torrance, and then it's like, one, two, three, four, like, I really love it. Does I he play the drums? Like, where, where did he, when did he do I'm, this? I have did no idea. Did he rent I think a studio? It, if someone did this for me in high school, I would marry them. Okay, should we go to the end? We should. Torrance steps up as leader, has the team learn a variety of dance styles, and breaks up with Aaron for not believing in her. She tries to talk to Cliff, but he rebuffs her. When the Clovers aren't on the national list, Torrance asks her father's company to sponsor them so they can go to nationals. They refuse the guilt money and instead get money from a local talk show host. 
At Nationals, both the Toros and the Clovers make it to the finals, and Torrance and Isis give each other last-minute advice, with Isis saying to bring it. The Clovers win, and the Toros come in second. Everyone is happy. Torrance congratulates Isis, and Cliff and Torrance kiss. Okay, did you know about the deleted scene? What? There is apparently a deleted scene. I don't think it's... I don't think you can find it, but there is a deleted scene that says that um, Torrance and Isis, Gabrielle Union, they end up at the same school on the same cheer team at UC Berkeley. But something notable about it is that they're still not like friends. They're still just like rivals, which is great. I wonder, do you think that that's where they saw Bring It It On 2 going? Maybe, yeah. I'm... Oh, you know what? I I think it might be like on the DVD, like this scene. But like, sadly, neither you or I have the DVD. I like that. I, I like that they don't have to be best friends. I do wonder exactly. if it's a ploy to make another movie. Um, I like that there's sort of um, a slew of national tidbits we see. Like the girl who breaks her teeth and her she's just like yes. bleeding from the mouth. And they do have a sweet moment where the gay cheerleader gets to say hi to another gay cheerleader and it's actually portrayed in just like a positive very sweet way so even though this movie isn't like i wouldn't say this movie's progressive but at least this is just like a sweet he has his own like sweet little high school moment no i will say this movie is progressive for its time because like there's also a moment in the car where missy is talking to the same gay cheerleader and she's like wait are you saying you speak f word uh and he's like yeah (laughs) and he's like ha 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 yeah and i think like i don't know there's something so like she obviously isn't saying that to be like homophobic whereas like that word is used earlier in the movie and it is and he's kind of like owning it and being like you know it and like i don't know there's something so cute about that that like all four of the people in the car are like yep like that's our gay friend and like (laughs) i don't know It, it it was I I honestly forgot that it was in the movie, and I think, like, I can't think of a movie from this time that is as chill, or I, I guess I can't think of a mainstream movie from this time that is as chill about just gay guy on the team. Yeah. Right? Like, it seems I mean, they do call so nice. Missy and Uber Dyke earlier, so it's not, like, they're know, not all but, chill. Yeah, they're not all chill, but I'm saying, like, you can tell that the movie understood the homophobic nature of like high schools in their time but the people writing the movie were not homophobic yeah i think i think i agree with that and and the idea of a male cheerleader being called gay by his classmates is absolutely something that happens absolutely yeah and although it is funny that the other football team that is playing them in that scene is like guys like while you guys are out here like all those guys are like fucking the cheerleader like that is really fun like that is something that you could make fun of the football team for like hey there are these guys that get to touch women's butts all day (laughs) and also they're better at cheer than you guys are at football like it's so like there's so many things about this movie that just work for me in that like they seem like authentic teen banter in a way that I think so many movies struggle at. Yeah. Now. It's mostly very good dialogue. Sometimes I sometimes I hesitate, but mostly I'm like, I'm very down. Okay, you said that they went to a cheer camp. I saw Kirsten Dunst do a backflip. That was so uh, that, cool. That was definitely not her doing it. No, I saw her. I swear to God, I okay. saw her little face doing it. Okay, well, 
I will say um, they did a pretty good job of like, so like Nate, because Nate is the cheerleader, he could kind of tell when it's like something that definitely an actor would not be able to do. And he was like, they did a good job like switching the people in and out. Like everything looks really seamless. They could have like done a few more. I think like in further movies, like in Bring It On 3, especially what I'm thinking of, like they do a lot of like face close-ups on the people while they're dancing in a way that like music videos kind of do that they don't really do in this movie. You're right. You know what I mean? Like they yes. don't really they don't really show Kirsten Dunst like sweating and like looking gritty. You know what I mean? Like um but I kind of like it. Like it feels like you're just watching an episode of Cheer on Netflix. I know. <laughs> Cheerleading is so cool and they really so show cool. off a lot of um, It's so da- and it's so dangerous, which I think like they do a good job about like joking about, but it's so real. Like it's one of it's like the women's sport with the most injuries and like I like the choice of like Torrance trying to go to her dad. It's it's just so it's such good writing, right? Because like there's a little mini subplot about Torrance's mom being like, "Don't you care about anything?" And then her like going to her parents and being like, "It's really unfair that this team from a more disadvantaged school can't do this. Like, can't you do something right?" And her parents are like, "Whoa, like okay, like maybe you are learning some life lessons." Like, <laughs> is this movie a metaphor about imperialism? Oh my god. Um, but it, it's like great that um. <laughs> Gabrielle Union like doesn't take the money like exactly she's like you're you're doing this to make yourself feel better and then instead you have that comedic like talk show host performance where they're like you don't have to lose any weight girl <laughs> it's so annoying uh, I was wondering at the end it's a very happy ending do we think the bitchy girls would be cool with second place and would accept Torrance as their leader I think you're supposed to feel like after they lost that one routine because Sparky like had sold it to everyone, I think they're like, holy shit, like there's no way we can even like get a routine together before nationals, right? Because they're like basically trying to rebuild from the ground up. So like I think just the fact that they were able to like compete and like do okay, like I think they would appreciate because like think of it, if Big Red was in charge and then the same thing happened, like they'd be dead, right? Because, like, what's what's interesting is that it was also a surprise to everyone else that Big Red was stealing routines. Mm. Like, it was just her fucking that up. So, yeah, I don't know. She, like, basically turned all of them into choreographers instead of doing cultural appropriation. <laughs> she empowered them. Maybe that's yeah, what we're supposed to get. I think she that's empowered the them to be creative, and so they feel fulfilled in the fact that they made the routine together, less so well, in their so trophy size. Yeah, and I think it's, like, supposed to be, like, oh, cheerleaders don't know how to work hard. And it's, like, no, like, I mean, it's it's a little bit silly, but they're, like, we studied all these these types of dance. And the, the montage is very cute. It is cute. Okay, is the ending credit scene the most fun credit scene of all time? Ah, <sighs> it rocks. So for people who haven't seen this movie, you should see this, but um, they lip sync to, they lip sync and have a blooper reel to Mickey. Um. Wait, is that the name of the song? We can call it Mickey. Hey, oh, Mickey, you're Mickey, so fine. You're so fun. And everyone looks like they're having a blast. I think it. I think that's the reason the MTV piece was like written because everyone was like, "Seems like this cast had a lot of fucking fun, and so did the people working behind the scenes." Like, seems like everyone just like loved each other in this movie. 
And, like, the answer is they did. I think every movie should do this post exact post-credit scene. Yeah, everyone <laughs> should get put on cheerleader costumes and <laughs> wave pom-poms. I do have an annoying question to ask. One of Whoa. the bloopers is the scene where Cliff and – Cliff is uh, swinging Torrance. She's on a swing. And they almost kiss. And then in the blooper, he, like, kisses her as a joke. And yeah. she seems a little uncomfy. Uh-oh. She's a little yeah. comfy. I mean, after so theater kids are also so weird about kissing. Like, I I definitely, like, knew theater kids in college that, like, we would never know if they were dating or not because they would just do stuff like kiss and, like, touch each other all the time. Like, in public. Like, I don't know. It was, like, very strange. Like, theater kids just, like, like to touch each other. It's very annoying. So, like, maybe there was some of that going on where, like, some people were, like, kissing to make it a joke, but you didn't know if everyone thought it was a joke, you know? Yeah. In that, in that scene. I would love to hear little... Kirsten Dunst, Dunst's 17-year-old thoughts on that. Um, I wanted to ask if you had any rival girls. Rival girls? Like, Gabrielle Union was her rival. Oh, no, no way. I was not. I, I just wasn't cool enough. Even at academics? I guess I had the girl who really wanted to be valedictorian and then was valedictorian <laughs> over me. But we I, were did you friendly. feel like did you feel like she was not your friend, but you understood each other? No, I felt you like don't we were feel friendly. Like that with, oh, okay. You feel like you weren't friendly? No, we were. We were. We were just like classmates and not close friends, but like we could we talked we chat because we were all in the same fucking classes. Because that's the problem. If you go to a small school and you take all of the like high level classes, you're just in the class with the same people. Yeah, but you can still be rivals with someone. Here's the thing. Just you like... need to understand that not everyone has rivals and nemesis <laughs> like you do. I have enemies. You have no, many enemies. I... No, what I'll say is that like the two other girls, or maybe I can think of like the three other girls at my high school class, at my all-girls school who were like, we we're kind of all in the running to maybe be valedictorian before I moved away. We were all very different girls aesthetically. And so maybe that's why in my mind it's like, it's got to be one of us and, like, which aesthetic will win. <laughs> like, what aesthetic one did of, win? One of them was very Christian. One <laughs> of them was kind of, like, glasses on and super into anime. One, Like, I don't know. It's just, like, very... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just different girl. But who won? I know you Well, moved. I moved away. You didn't keep track of Christian your rivals. Christian girl won. Christian okay. girl won. I knew yeah. you'd, um. I, you'd know. <laughs> Wait, does that mean that maybe God is real? Now I'm confused. Yeah, um, and then at my co-ed school, my, my international school, I did have a moment where it was someone who I was like, maybe we do understand each other, which is when I took a, I took an extra physics class to just like have another science class on my transcript, even though I didn't need it to graduate. And so I was one of the few seniors in that class. And when I sat in that class, I was with another guy that I knew. And then this girl who was like a popular jock, who was like beautiful and you'll recognize her from previous stories because this is the girl who was like talking about her boyfriend and she claimed that she came five times. Wow. And so that was someone that I was like, we're not friends, but like she was also trying to get into a good school and just taking an extra science class to beef up her science part of her resume. And so I was like, we understand each other, but we're from such different worlds where she's coming five times. Do you think that she felt the same thing about you? <laughs> But I'm coming zero times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. She's like, wow, she's so different from me. She's a virgin who plays video games. <laughs> <sighs> Jane, did you like their kiss? 
I did. I thought it was fun. I think Torrance is like a badass bitch. And she like really like she like wraps her arm around his head and they like really kiss. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I think that there are some movies where they kiss without any dialogue and it like doesn't work. Like you're like, why did they kiss? But this works because the movie builds up their chemistry beforehand. And it's obvious that she's just waiting for him to forgive her. And she is an icon and uh, a model to all teens. That's what I'll say. Kiss the boys you like. If they're Kiss. also into it. Yeah. <laughs> Finger Kiss the boys you like. Ah, okay. Let's wrap up. Okay. Uh, oh, we've come to the end. We're each going to answer three questions. The first is, is this movie good or bad? It's great. I also think it's great. I think it might be the one best of my favorite movie ever. Teen movie. <laughs> the second question is, do you like this movie? I love it. Yeah, I think I have to, like, I might rewatch the sequels. <laughs> I would watch the sequels because for me, they'd be fresh and new. Have you seen three? I think I've seen it, but maybe not on purpose. <laughs> You maybe well, it's it's fun to watch it again after Heroes because Hayden is like younger in it too, and she she's just figuring stuff out. That's what I'll say. <laughs> uh, the third question is, what type of teen is this movie for? I don't know. I don't have a good answer for this one because I think you're right in that this movie was the start of kind of a specific. Well, it probably wasn't the start, but whatever. Of like a competition movie based on one specific thing, but for everybody. It's for everybody. Yeah. Something I'll recommend is, well, first I'll say this, this movie is a great, like, I think this movie is a feminist movie without um, talking straight to your face about politics like it's an infomercial. Ahem, ahem, moxie. Um, but I think this, is, this movie is a good litmus test for any teen girl with a boyfriend to see if, like, if you put on this movie with your boyfriend and he doesn't think it's funny and he doesn't, like, like the movie, then he doesn't, he's not a good boyfriend. <laughs> I like that. Or, or doesn't at least pretend to like it for your sake. I think this movie is a boyfriend litmus test for teens. That's so smart. Another thing I realized is this is a great teen movie to watch throughout your life because when I was eight or whatever watching this, I didn't understand so many of the jokes but I thought Spirit Fingers was hilarious. And now that I'm nearing 30, I can understand it differently. So this is like a grow up with it movie. You bet that I didn't notice the fingering the first time. Or like, that's not true. I probably <laughs> I probably noticed it, but I like, it just like skipped over my brain. Like I didn't fully comprehend that this guy was fingering this girl while lifting her in the air. You know what I mean? Sometimes stuff like that just swoops over your head at a certain age do you not agree no i agree i'm just thinking i'm just thinking about this movie as a feminist movie and i think you're i think ultimately you're right i think it is and um i also think it's a good movie for like the family to watch together maybe maybe not uh it's kind of the stripper scene that would be hard maybe it's a good movie if you um if you're a girl who feels like you don't really have anyone on your side and like every like you're stressed out at school <laughs> i don't know there's so much in this movie that's just about her like having a lot of responsibility and no one really understanding that you know so true jane what are you watching these days i'm watching the second season of the vow i'm actually a little distracted because i have like <laughs> 40 minutes left of the last episode oh i talked God. about the vow 
probably about a year ago because I watched the first season and my feelings towards it are the same, which is it is about a really terrible man who led this awful, awful um, cult. And he he's like a rapist and like maybe a murderer. And it's ter- the content is terrible and, and harsh. But if you're feeling like a little down, sometimes it's really nice to watch a docuseries about a terrible cult. And it's how just would you, comforting. How would you rate? So like, Jane, we talk about... um dead girl and roomed girl content a lot and i would ask like how much like where would you rank dead girl content roomed girl content and cult cult indoctrinated girl content oh my god that's like, hard how would you rank those this is hard first of for all, you for you for you okay first of all there is a roomed girl within this cult <laughs> And there probably are dead girls, but you have to read the Wikipedia for that. So this this has it all, baby. Um, and then obviously there's the fiction versus nonfiction difference. Let's see. Oh my god, this is hard. Oh yeah, god, given hard. okay, let me say this: given um, three fictional depictions, and all of them feature Brie Larson. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a perfect example. I was also thinking of Elizabeth Olsen. So I think okay. I'm gonna go Dead Girl first. Okay, room, Roomed Girl Jane. second, Cult third what about you i think i might say roomed girl first and then dead girl second okay so cult is coming in third we for lo- us. that's good to we know. love we love room <laughs> we love room i think it's like i think it's also that like the movie room is very good and also that show cruel summer that was a teen show that we never officially reviewed on this pod but both of us watched avidly um was such like a certain itch scratch in our brain for us you know um, I'm happy you're enjoying your show. I'm also, I have, I'm not sure I've been more excited for a finale than I can remember than I am for the finale of White Lotus, which is tonight. Oh, I thought you were going to say like The Vow. Okay, no, yeah, I mean, because yeah. I already know the finale of The Vow because yeah, yeah, I read the Wikipedia. Real. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree with that. I'm excited for White Lotus. Um, I have been watching a show featuring teen girl CGM, Chloe Grace Moretz. She's not a teen anymore. Actually... This is a one of the depictions of her as a young lady, like twenty <laughs> something. She looks like she looks like an adult, like young lady. <laughs> After being a teen, you become a young lady. <laughs> um, what do they call like not young adult, but like young woman? What do they call them? No, 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 no. Like they're talking about how like people who go to college now they're not quite teens, but they're not quite adults, and they have like a word for them now. New adults, little adult. Oh, new adult. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> little adults. <laughs> um (laughs) the peripheral on amazon prime starring chloe grace moretz um is based on a sci-fi book that i really liked um the sci-fi book is written by this guy william gibson who invented the concept of the matrix before the matrix movies came out so it was like based on that so he's kind of this like visionary sci-fi like creator even though like his writing style is like a little annoying sometimes um but i knew it was gonna be a show the minute i read the book i think the book is really smart i think it's really fun it's they're switching things around chronologically so that there's some things that i'm like oh no why isn't this part of his backstory that i'm now realizing they're gonna do as flashbacks later probably Mm. and i'm kind of respecting some of the choices that they're making and i'd like the show to do well i think it's like just as good if not better than some of like the shows it's not quite as good as westworld season one but it could get there and it's by the same people who did westworld oh interesting fact walter is watching this so i am sort of seeing some of it and he's enjoying it 
Yeah, it it deals with the concept of um it deals with the concept of virtual reality, but also I don't want to give anything away. It deals with the concept of imperialism and like third worldism in a very new way, which I think is very cool and fun. And then also CGM is in it and so is the guy, the bad boyfriend from Midsommar. He's like oh. one of the main characters as well who plays her brother. Oh my god. Yeah, oh my god. and I'm really happy to see him in more stuff. Also in it is a guy from Riverdale who plays one of the only black characters in Riverdale named Mad Dog. <laughs> of course. Wait, is Riverdale does Riverdale still exist? Yeah, it's still on. I actually should watch the latest season just so I can comment on it. Um but it is really nice whenever a Riverdale character breaks free, you know? Soaring. Yes. Oh, I was at a bar and that played. That's weird. No, I want to say I was at an Indian restaurant. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, highly recommend. Think it's cool. I think, think it's nice to see CGM having some adult roles. Also, she wears a very iconic red lip. Would you have seen, right, Jane? Yes, I have. It's iconic. <sighs> I can agree. Jane, do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for graduation. As we go on, <laughs> we remember okay, listeners. Listeners, because this is officially our last episode, Jane and I wanted to like do some graduation time uh, with our listeners who've been with us throughout all these episodes, throughout 100 and... Wait, this is? is 106. 106 episodes, which is crazy. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in on our two-year anniversary. We hope it's been a good two years. It's also very scary to think about how that's COVID is longer than that. <laughs> COVID has been longer than that. Um, but Jane, I wanted to ask you if there were some lessons that we've learned from our amazing back catalog that we'd like to impart to teens. Absolutely. So the first thing I thought of was the movie Divergent. And <laughs> okay. Divergent taught me that when you're dating someone as a teen, you should be scared that your boyfriend is going to force you to have sex with them. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> as you know from Does watching he- the movie Divergent, she goes into her little mind thing and they read her fears. And one of her greatest fears is that Four oh is going to rape her. Oh my god, I totally forgot that. Because it's psycho, but also it's really good advice. It's good advice to be scared that you're, to have a nightmare that your boyfriend will assault you? Yeah, that's very, nor- it's a normal thing. That's what I learned from Divergent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the big, one of the biggest things that I learned from our movies, especially this summer I turned pretty, and I'm going to kind of steal this from Jane because she coined it. Is that boys love boys. Boys love each other. We should champion this in the world. We should encourage it. It is not all boys love belly. It is all boys love boys. They are there for each other and there would be less crazy town people in this world if they had more boys that loved boys. I thought you were going to do a joke one. I thought we would do the real one first because you did a real one first. No, mine was a joke. (laughs) You think I'm serious about that? Yes. Oh my god. You're problematic. Okay. Here's my real one. And this is sort of from our movies, but more from my life, which is as a teenager, 
Perhaps from all of the movies I watched that told me about clicks, perhaps from my own neuroticism, probably both, I thought that I couldn't be friends with anyone I wanted to be friends with. I thought that your group of friends is your group of friends and that's it. It wasn't because I like was insecure about myself or like I had negative thoughts about other people. I just thought that there was this like boundary between us and that is something that has stuck with me throughout my life. And doing this podcast and reaching out to guests on Twitter and having people come on and talk to us has been very eye-opening in in how uh, easy it is to connect with people. If you really want to, you can do it. And I'm not, I didn't like, I know, I don't have like 106 new friends, but I <laughs> talked to a lot of cool people and I do have some new friends. So that's what I learned. Yeah, I agree with that. I think like maybe to add on to that, like, Twitter and uh, other social media can make a lot of people who make art look really intimidating because all you see is, like, them being funny and, like, cool. Um, But ultimately, when you reach out to people, most people are like, yeah, sure, I'll hang out and, like, talk to someone new. Like, that seems fun. And also, like, a lot of people, like, want to be... A lot of people want to reminisce about the same things you do and like we have shared experiences even though we're from different places and everybody likes talking about teens <laughs> yeah we all were teens once okay wait what's your joke one my joke one is that from the movie the space between us you should always ask if you're instant messaging a boy you always ask if they're on earth yeah because also if she had asked him even a little bit of like where are you like I guess he could have Googled, like, a fake city, but it might have, like, started her down the path of, like, maybe this kid is lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, didn't he, like, not watch anything new? He watched a lot of, like, old art, I thought. So she could have just been like, did you see this latest episode of The Office? And he'd be like, Yeah, but there are, unfortunately, there are weirdos like that, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Here's my, okay, I have some more. I think, like... Maybe we should talk about lessons from, like, the franchises that we touched because there's some big, like, multi-movie franchises that build a character arc. For example, Twilight. Um, One of my lessons from Twilight is that if there are two boys that like you and they're both hot, you could sort of date both of them. Like, that's what she should have done, to my mind. And you think that- Don't say you will marry one. Do you think the wolf would have been okay with that? Yeah. Are you sure? Wasn't he like Polly? No. I thought he was yes. really possessive. No, dude. Like, there's a whole thing in the latest movie about how he's like, fine, like, other people in, the- he makes some reference to other people in his pack being Polly. Oh my god, I totally miss that. The movie would be so different. Well, also, it's like, so to compare it to another vampire franchise, True Blood, she does have two love interests in that, and it- or actually three. It's like a love, it- there's a love, tri- a big love triangle, but you kind of don't know which one she's going to end up with until the end. And that's more fun because the fans can really then be like, I think mine is going to win and here's why and post like a big theory on Tumblr, you know? I think another lesson you might have learned from Twilight is the name of the song Claire de Lune. <laughs> no, I knew that song. Okay, do you have another one? Do you have one from Kissing Booth? No. Come on. <laughs> We have to have learned something. Ooh, I learned that you should not date your co-stars. That's a really good one. 
Especially when your co-star is going to be in Euphoria. I wanted to bring up that Zendaya and Jacob Elordi dated and no one talks about it. And like, are they okay? I think I've already said this, but it weighs it on my so mind. It was so short though, so I don't think they were like seriously dating, you know? But they kissed in public. Okay. <laughs> but it wasn't like, like Zendaya and Tom Holland recently had a rumor about um that they were engaged i know and then it was like debunked like 20 minutes later i saw that i, fa- I have but a like, little google alert they're like <laughs> are you serious no they're like serious you know i know and there was also some like cryptic thing a few days ago where it was like they're talking seriously about the future like what does that even mean it's like probably just like putting their money into a retirement account right i think that they sure. are gonna get married within the year though you think that's my guess. You mean engaged within the year? Sure. Within 2023 or 2022? 2023. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, here's my other uh thing from Kissing Booth, which is that if you have a, if you have a family member that has a nice ass beach house and you can go there every year, don't act like an entitled <laughs> bitch when they when they're like hey now we want to sell the house when you were like it's not even your house that's true you know what i mean i mean i guess this is a lesson for both kissing booth and summer i turn pretty except they're not entitled are if they? you are so lucky to have a rich friend don't act entitled about the house another thing we can learn from both movies is Be never respectful is don't date someone who has a brother don't date someone yes. who has a brother. Don't date that brother, but also just from, don't date people with brothers. From both franchises. Do not date anyone who has a brother. Okay, maybe... Maybe the other thing I'd like to say about this time high school musical is if you... If you and your sister are both theater kids, you're not both gonna make it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, especially you can't star together in things, because then that means you'll have to do incest. That's a, that is actually a really good point. Only one of you will make it to the top. Yeah, and it will most likely be Sharpay, but Disney made it so that it was you, the closeted person, because Sharpay needs to be punished for her sins, apparently. After taught me that going to school is about (laughs) fucking the guy who has boat tattoos. Oh. And that's it. And that your friend might not like the boat tattoo, but you might. Um, There is a horny new show on Netflix that seems like it has after for adults vibes. That's all I'm going to say. I don't okay. like that. I have another question for you, Jane. What do we think? Speaking of all these movies, we've had an amazing catalog of movies. What do we think is the next trend in teen content? Okay. This is sort of far-fetched, but I'm wondering if we're going to see just, like, more and more art about ability status and, like, disability. And the reason why this comes to mind is I watched this- Because you're thinking of- What? You're thinking of Lily Reinhardt limping. Okay. That one. That that movie is great. But actually, what I'm thinking about (laughs) is this movie starring Sarah Paulson and a young actor who uses a wheelchair for mobility. And it was a- Spoiler alert- munchausen's movie and she has to like get out and save herself um and just the way we talk about disability it seems to be just just like a growing growing conversation and i do think i don't know if this is fucked up to say but it could it adds it could add some like good dimension to stories to have different differently abled people so that's my guesstimate 
I feel like there are a lot of movies right now, movies, but not teen movies, that are coming out about, um, with deaf characters. Mm. So, like, Quiet Place has, like, a huge, like, deaf character in it. Um, and then the one from the Grammy. Or, no, the, 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 Sorry? the Oscar. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good call. We already talked about Roomed Girls. Um, I think the, I think that another thing that they might start doing in these teen movies is doing more content about gamers because we don't really have teen content yet that captures. So there's obviously like Big Bang Theory, which is like nerd culture. But part of like me watching the peripheral is also like there's a little bit about like gamer culture in there. And this show is sort of doing a sci-fi thing where it's like, what if in the future, like one of the only jobs you can do is like do stuff in a game, which like obviously people do on Twitch, right? Like they do... And I think, like, stuff like that might become, like, a new... Like, think about a teen movie that's just, like, the main... One of the main things about the plot is, like, one of them's a Twitch streamer. That would be awesome. Potentially. I would watch that. Especially if it starred you, Song. <gasps> Can you imagine? That'd be really cute. Should we write that? I feel like you, Song, could write it. <laughs> He's lived it. Yeah, let's tell him. Okay. We'll, okay. we'll get a writing cred. <laughs> Listeners, if you have any teen lessons that you've learned from the teen movies and content content that we've done, we would really like to hear it, especially because now it's graduation and we're going to um we're going to say that uh everybody listening to this episode is the valedictorian. Wow. The girl the girl listening to this is the valedictorian. Wait, what are we? Are we the pre- principal? I think we're the I think we're like the teachers, yeah. Oh, okay. A teacher. Oh, um, a teacher. <laughs> Aw. Not teen content. Um and I also think that because we've Oh, you said Jane, you had a takeaway about teen content in general. My takeaway is that I think I'm ready to take a little break from teen content and just and like maybe dive into like more docu series. Not not that I'm not in like a, a cerebral way. Like I just want to watch more docu series about like murder and like bad stuff. But you already watch a lot of things about murder, right? Or not really? Not docu series. Like I'm not. I'm not a true crime girly, and I don't oh, plan you're to trying be. Trying to be Selena Gomez. Okay, okay. No, you don't. You don't want to fully embrace the identity. Like I don't want to listen to true crime podcasts. But you will dip your toe into the docu series. I need at least a photo of someone's face blurred out, and that'll be enough for me. Mm. I think that for me, unfortunately, I will continue to watch teen content. I think what I might do is read more. That's good. <laughs> um, there's just a bunch of books I've wanted to read. I'm also taking I'm taking a trip to Manila and I'm taking this opportunity to try to bring some long books because in my opinion, all books now are 300 pages or under every book that's published now. And so I miss like having a big long book that you're just like it's just so satisfying when you're like three-fourths of the way through and you're like damn i've really read like x hundred pages and then it's so satisfying when you're done yeah i've only read a few really long books in my life but there is something incredible about that it's like climbing mount everest yeah and it's like somebody made that long ass book you know yeah whereas like it's not like a human had to imagine every rock on mount everest but Someone had to imagine every word in a big, long book, you know? <laughs> yes. And sometimes it's bad. <laughs> Jane, this is like the only episode where we're not going to be able to mention our upcoming movie. I know. It's crazy. 
Well, you mentioned that you were going to be watching um, the White Lotus finale, but is there a movie, not TV show, that you predict will be your next movie? Glass Onion. Watched? Glass Onion. Oh. Knives Out. <laughs> I also really want to watch the movie um, The Menu. <laughs> oh my god, I want to see that too. Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy. I almost said Anna Taylor-Joy. But also because I love food and I love horror movies and weird other weird movies about food. Jane, do you have any last words for the listeners? I just want to say thank you to the people that listened and especially people that reached out to us. Uh, it's been a really cool two years. It's been very, very fun. I feel like I've expanded my knowledge about movies. I agree with that. I also think I've expanded my knowledge of Jane's... Uh, like tastes and ranking of different girl disasters in genres and things like that and i think like you and i both know each other's pop culture preferences pretty well which i can't say i know for like other like close family or friends in my life you know what i mean well you have to start podcasts with them no i'm never gonna do that okay (laughs) that was under the bleachers our podcast about teen content we would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. And please share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can still get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter for a little bit longer at, at @bleacherteens. Okay, we'll hopefully see you next time. Under, Under the, the Bleachers! bleachers.